This is the Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. And welcome to the Bullpen on this Friday afternoon. Cloudy Friday afternoon. It sound like you said Fright Day. Well, it's Fright Day Friday? It depends on, uh, depending on who you ask. I don't know. You kind of frighten me sometimes. I don't think the horns are, 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 are too frightened by what they're up against uh, this weekend. I would hope not. I really wouldn't. Uh, I really don't think they should be worried about these guys. I think the most frightening thing out there right now is that six feet of snow in Buffalo. What the hell's going on up there? I heard it's Buffalo. It's That's lake right. Form. It was yeah, formed over the, through, over the lake. Yeah. Like, lake effects. snow. Yeah, the crazy. lake effects. Yeah. It's bonkers. And you come from a pretty snowy, oh, snowy land. Yeah, there goes my mic. Hang on. Coming back. There it oh, is. Wow. You just you like gave, that? You just gave people like a. You gave me like a stereo right yeah, there. That's what I'm here for. Stereo tracks and. Oh wait, no, we are FM here. So never mind. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the bullpen, ladies and gentlemen. Really appreciate you showing up and hanging out with us. Yes, indeed. He's Brandon Elkins, and I'm Patrick Osborne. That is true. And our phone number here five one two eight three four one zero two seven. You excited about this big weekend of uh, sports, there, Brandon? Um, I'm trying to. I had a uh, mixed emotions last night. You got to convince me a little more than that. I know. I'm sorry. I had mixed emotions. Uh, although my Kraken spent about 30 seconds in overtime All right. and beat the Rangers, which was fun. However, my uh, lowly Husky basketball team lost yeah. to um, Crypt- Christian Baptist. Well, it happens. It happens. You can't win them all. It's tough. Can't win them all. But even Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. You know, my Hawks can't lose this weekend. They can't win either. So I'm stress free. On red uh, zone all Sunday. Okay, no sounds like a good. Well, on a similar note to what you uh, mentioned about your Kraken, my Bruins extended their home record win streak to ten at the Boston Garden. Congratulations yeah. to them. Let's go. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so Pete Rose is back in the uh, back in the news. Yes, he is. And it makes me sad every time I see his name because I know the outcome. I know what the subject is, and I know what the outcome is going to be, mm-hmm. and it's always the same. Pete Began and the NFL, or the MLB commissioner saying, I don't care. No. Forget about it. Yeah, that's what happens when you have a horrible commissioner who only cares about the bottom line, or the, the, the top dollar or the bottom line, yeah. if that makes sense at all. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, so he's, he's a businessman. Of course. And he's in the business of... Well, you could argue changing the game to make more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a traditionalist. It's, clear, it's that was clear over the off season. Oh, that is abundantly clear. Um, and so, yeah, this, this, this. I'm not surprised by this. Not in the least. Uh, but the baseball writers of America have a have an opportunity here to still elect him into the Hall of Fame. That is correct. So uh, we're talking about Pete Rose, his latest attempt to get reinstated by Major League. He just baseball. wants to be on good graces with the MLB before he dies. Poor, like, guy, come poor on, guy's got to. He's got to buy. He's served enough. He's got to buy a ticket to go see a ball game in Cincinnati. Yeah. You know? Well, that's not the fault of MLB. Anybody could. Go ahead and buy him season tickets if they really wanted. True, to. they're the really fact, that upset. The point is, nobody should have to. Neither sure. should he. Sure, he's he's Very the all time hit leader, yeah, and that should count for something. Uh, but his latest attempt to get reinstated by MLB includes a letter that he wrote personally to Commissioner Rob Manfred, pleading to have his Hall of Fame eligibility reinstated. And part of it, written to Manfred, says, "I'm writing today for three reasons. First, because at my age, I want to be 100 percent sure you understand how much I mean it when I say I'm sorry. Second, to ask for your forgiveness. And third. Because I still think every day about what it would mean to be considered for the Hall of Fame. I, I, I just it, it seems like such a travesty. I understand the strong stance from baseball, 
all the way back to 1989 when this all this started happening. Uh, but it just it just hurts to see a guy like that who's basically just been relegated to a citizen. Yeah, I mean, look, there are consequences, but you can argue that, like I said, he has paid for that those consequences. Yeah, I fully I fully agree with you. Like, I don't. I, I got a lot of friends who completely disagree with us at all. This didn't hurt anyone. This was just, you know doing something that was against the rules at right. the time. Right. And it still is, but look, he's he's still alive. He's very old, and he's running out of time. <laughs> yeah. Like, no offense. Yeah. And he knows that, which is why he's writing these letters. Yeah. And he so even mentions just, his age. He says, at my yeah. age, I want you to be sure how sorry I am. How callous can you be to really keep him out? Well, so a, a week after he penned that letter to Rob Manford, Manford responded, explaining that Rose will remain barred from the league. However... Mm. The commissioner leaves the subject of the Hall of Fame up to Cooperstown, and I'm, one can only hope that Cooperstown's got a little bit more compassion here. Well, yeah, because he's well beyond his, uh, uh, set, what is it, you're only allowed on for, like, what, three years? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that window closed But they also ago. have, what, the they have another um, voting section later where kind of legacy players who Correct. didn't make it on in the first, you know, their first time, first Correct. or second, or I don't know, it was like, Six times? You know, I honestly I don't, don't know remember the number, but they hit their but, limit, yeah. and then they were pushed off. But now, like, they're making exemptions to where they can vote them in on an exemption clause yeah. or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. So uh, Manfred said uh, in an interview with The Athletic, he says, uh, quote, I believe that when you bet on baseball from Major League Baseball's perspective, you belong on the permanently ineligible list. Don't worry about if you take anabolic steroids in your head. Size grows six, 16 <laughs> sure. different sizes. Sure. Don't worry about that. Yeah. If you bet, forget it. You're out. Out of here. If you beat, if you beat somebody, well, we'll think about letting you come we'll back. Think if about you beat it. your wife, we'll let you think about yeah. coming back. But if you bet, forget it. How You're dare out. You. How dare you? Stupid. Calvin Ridley. Cal- yeah, Calvin Ridley. There you One go. One year. Perfect example. Perfect example. And that's football. Now, Rose was... was sus- he, he's only suspended one year in football. In football, yeah. Look at Pete Rose. It's been f- 60 years. Well... Close. Not, not quite. It was That's... 1989, and I'm only 43. Well, it seems like it was that long, right? <laughs> I mean, not quite. It, I'm exaggerating, but you get the point. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's been long enough. Uh, so, suspended indefinitely back there in, in the late 80s, betting on games while he played for and managed the Reds in the in the mid. Now, am I wrong here? I, I, I've, heard, I've always argued, because I always heard Rose didn't bet against his own Reds. Correct. That's correct, right? You believe yes. that, right? Yes. I believe that. I believe that. I, a lot of people don't. I believe that, though. Um, it's a moot point at this point, anyway. He's the all-time hit leader, though. I mean, that is... What he did, what was it, more than 4,300 hits? I remember, 4,600, yeah. 4,300 hits. I, yeah. I mean, I, nobody's, come, nobody's come close to that. This guy was getting hits every time he stepped in the box. And because he bet, had a bit of an issue, he liked to, he liked to wager. Yeah. Eight three four one zero two seven. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know. Yeah, yeah. We'd I, love to hear from you. I, uh, do you think Pete Rose should be uh, allowed in the Hall of Fame? Do you think he should be in back in MLB's good graces? If I not, mean, reinstatement, full and reinstatement, which is clear. At least Cooperstown with Manfred, that is not going to happen. But yeah, you know, we, I, I, I don't didn't know think how long possible. Manfred's tenure is going to last, comparative to too long. The other fact that I don't want to bring up again, which is him not being around when the next commissioner takes over and be like, well, what did we do? Why did we take this long? There is that. Let him back. Watch. They're going to let it. They're going to reinstate him posthumously. And then he's not going to be alive to, to be able to, to, to enjoy it. I I didn't think it was possible to have a worse commissioner than Bud Selig, man, but Hey, guess what? 
You know, things. You know, then he's he's trending. He's trending David Stern ca- category, and God rest his soul. I'm sorry, I know he died, but oh. he was the worst, the worst. Somebody go tell Dot a uh, God to bring us back Bart Giamatti. <laughs> sure, I don't know what that means, but I'll agree with Bart you. Bart Giamatti was from the old school commissioner from when I was a kid. He's a uh, Paul Giamatti's yeah, dad. Yeah, Paul Giamatti's dad. Okay, yeah, yeah I knew that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love Paul uh, I, I actually, uh, I, I very much liked him when I was a kid. I was probably naive and I didn't know. Maybe I don't know still, but I, I still, he's always in my spotlight as the commissioner. Bring I know a fun back. fact about Paul Giamatti. What's that? I know where his first movie was filmed. Your Backyard? Singles! You ever seen that movie, Singles? Uh, I, One of the best grunge rock movies ever. Was that made. Ethan Hawke? No, that was Matt Dillon and, uh, I'm trying to figure out the other guy, uh, can't remember his name. Paul Giamatti, Cedric apparently. was in it. Paul Giamatti had his... He was making out with some woman in a restaurant in front of the two main characters. And that was it. He was like, what? Go, Paul. Yeah. Jeremy uh, Piven was in that. Had a quick role. Uh, Mr. PC. It's an old Cameron Crowe movie. Show, so, of course, show. it was great. It was great cameos. Allison Chains was in it. Chris Cornell was in it. Soundgarden. Yeah, Pearl yeah. Jam. God, that was great. As far as I'm concerned, Woo! that was one of the... Possibly the last... Great. That was right before the grunge scene ever. actually hit, too. Like right before that blew up. And I, I, I grew up right in the, th- I was a, a teen right in the thick of that yeah, grunge. I was era. too young. I still have quite a soft spot. I got the last grunge. bit when everyone was gone. When it was all commercial and yeah. played out. Yes. Yeah. The antithesis of the grunge movement. Yep. Uh, so uh, we now know the AL and NL MVP winners. Over in the AL, was it Shoei Otani? Say that again? Was it Shoei Otani? No, it was not. It was not. No, it oh, was that, not. I guess that leaves one other guy, Aaron Judge. Look, I'm taking nothing away from a phenomenal season from Aaron Judge. One of the one of the best. Look, record-breaking. And if Shohei Otani had not done what he did, uh, then this would be an absolute no-doubter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Aaron Judge, 2022, captured the attention, imagination of baseball world at large. Highlighted by that journey to shatter Roger Maris' record. Well, I wouldn't say he shattered it, but he beat it. He beat it. Um, and recognized just yesterday as he was crowned the uh, AL MVP award winner. Oh, man, it's, it's, it's an incredible, incredible moment. Um, you know, a lot of hard work <laughs> throughout the years to, to get to this point. You know, I got a lot, of, a lot of people to thank. You know, I go back all the way to coaches and, and travel ball to little league high school college you know guys i've worked with through the minor leagues major league man this is you know, i always feel like any award you get it's never an individual award it's it's a it's a team effort you know through and through and uh it's this is it, mean, it means a lot like damn it i'm a houston astros and a boston red sox guy i want so badly to not like aaron judge oh. and then he answers it like that and he's humble and it's like ah how, how could you not like the guy he's always been like that i know he is. he's always I know. been a good guy always yeah uh he doesn't he doesn't represent the attitude of New York, which is why I don't think he will stay there. I which think, is why I don't think he will go back. And I don't know if you saw, they they sent him a, a new contract mm-hmm. offer today. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, if, I can't if, believe if not they only the Bronx. Off- what? I can't believe they only offered him around 200 mil before the season starts. What a discount that would have been. Mm-hmm. And that is weird to say. Yeah, I know, right? Only, only <laughs> two hundred mil, and it's a discount. Yeah, he's gonna make four or something. Yeah, I I gotta believe that. Uh, he got twenty eight of possible thirty first place votes, uh, claiming that uh, MVP over Shohei Otani, the two way great, and outfielder Jordan Alvarez of the Astros. Uh, Otani got the other two first place votes. First career MVP for Judge, uh, first Yankee to win AL MVP since A Rod did it in two thousand seven, and the first Yanks outfielder to win it since the Mick did it back in nineteen sixty two. Second player to win both Rookie of the Year and MVP with the Yankees. 
Thurman Munson did that in uh, 1970, uh, and then again, a- MVP in 76. And he's the 21st MVP in Yankees history. So congratulations to him. Good for him. Uh, before we hop over to the National League, uh, let's hop back to what we were chatting about a second ago. Pete Rose and uh, his uh, his quest for reinstatement. Sure. And uh, Sean wants to weigh in this uh, today here on the bullpen. What up, Sean? Good afternoon, my friend. Hey, fellas. What's going on? Hey, fellas. Not much. All right, first of all, all right, Pete Rose Uh-oh. needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. He does... He needs to be in the Hall of Fame, but there are excuses for a long time he denied it. But here's the hypocrisy, not just the steroids. They want to move the A's to Vegas. You're going to have a team in Las Vegas, well, the original betting city, but yet you're going to have the guy who bet who bet banned. Yeah. Total hypo- hypocrisy. And let me just tell you right now, it will be a tragedy if the A's ever leave Oakland. And they're probably going to, and it's it's really sad. They're not going to build them a stadium. They're not going to build a stadium. They're moving it to Vegas. But, like I said, now their excuses, like I said, up until, what, about six, seven years ago, he denied betting on baseball at all. And they're going to say, oh, he signed it. But still, but still, it's been been 33 years. I mean, Ty Cobb's in the Hall of Fame, and he was a, a Klan member or whatever, you know. I mean, you got the steroid people in there. You got all, you know. Yeah, certain. Well, not all of them, but you you got they they allowed it. They allowed the steroids until they were caught. But and they're yeah. going to put a team in Vegas. But that's why people are turning away from baseball who grew up watching baseball because of the hypocrisy of of the major league baseball leadership. Yeah. No doubt, yeah. no it, doubt about it. And, and am I mistaken? What wasn't there a time uh, that Major League Baseball said we'll, we'll never have a team in Vegas because of the betting? Right? Didn't Absolutely. they used to have a policy yeah, oh, for years and years and years? They set it up until up until sports gambling got allowed in all the other states. Right. You know, uh, after, and and up until the Raiders went to Vegas and oh, I guess we can go there. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But we're gonna keep a guy banned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, there, there are guys that have, that have killed people that have spent less time in prison for far worse than what Pete Rose did in baseball there. No and, and I believe the man's paid his due. It sounds like you do too, Sean. And we appreciate you weighing Thanks, in Sean. on us this morning. Hello. Absolutely. So, you uh, want to know a fun fact about Ty Cobb? Did you know uh, that he was allowed to lead off every inning mm-hmm. that he was allowed to hit in? Mm-hmm. Why was that allowed? I don't know. But Why I, is that not argued against well, you know, for, for years? So I heard that, but I never knew... That that was I got it true. from Ken Burns. I okay. Well, then it's got to be true. Yeah, if Ken Burns said it. I mean, you know, that he's there, there's a man. It was in know. the baseball documentary. I mean, it's it. it God, it's I interesting just, to me how how in high esteem Ty Cobb is held when you when you think about the fact he's he's tried to like he used to try to actually kill guys yeah. with his spikes yep. sliding into them. Slide not even just not even not, go. not even trying to hide it. I'm just going to blatantly hit hit you in the throat with my metal spikes. Yikes! Uh, was not a nice guy. Yeah, and and I don't, I don't know if he was a Klansman like Sean said, but I, I know that he certainly had his uh, issues. We know it was very he had uh, his issues. It was very well known he was not a good person. Yeah, phenomenal ball player, the yeah. Iron Horse. Uh, I mean, you know, he deserves his spot in history. But uh, it's uh, unfortunate when uh, you're talked about so much in high regards of your career playing uh, ability of baseball. But then you're also a well-known jagweed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine, how, yeah. Imagine, imagine. I was trying to find a, the best word I could, but yeah, he's just a total jerk. Like nobody liked him. No, nobody wanted to be his teammate. And you got to live the, your whole life doing that. I don't know. I, I, but I know guy, they made a movie where he felt bad. Guy like Ty Cobb didn't if that care was or not. Didn't Tommy Lee Jones play him? I think. I think it in, might in Cobb. That's right. Yeah, but I, from what I understand, the the real Ty Cobb never cared. What anybody thought of? That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, back to the uh, MVP races over in the uh, the senior circuit. Uh, also, uh, the man that I 
I think you probably would agree, is the most deserving of it. The I, great Paul Goldschmidt. Probably we the actually best got this I've one right. This guy. Uh, what is he, about 35 years old now? And, and definitely. Really? Yeah, I think he's about 35. Um, the award last night presented to him or announced mm-hmm. by a fellow teammate and uh, now a member of the 700 Club, Albert Pujols. And much like the great Aaron Judge, Goldie was uh, equally as humble. Oh, it's great. It's a great honor. It's, uh, you know, but it isn't just about me. I mean, it is about the teammates I had and the coaches and, and guys I played with in the past, even guys I haven't played with. I've learned a lot from a lot of different players, and I think it means a lot to all of those people, and I hope they know how much of an effect they had on my career, you know, my family here, my parents. I mean, coaches that go all the way back to, to Little League and, and select ball and scouts and minor league coaches and, you know, just different organizations. I mean, there's been so many people that have helped me, and, you know, I just feel like God has blessed me to surround me with great people, and I've just tried to soak up their knowledge and wisdom and try to use it to the best of my ability. So whether I, I won this or not, it was going to be a great year. This was my best year and the most fun I had, you know, playing with <laughs> Nolan and Albert and so many guys we had. So it was just incredible. There you go. So Paul Goldschmidt, your, uh, your NL MVP winner. Definitely deserved. Look, they both deserved it. Uh, I still argue Shohei deserved it more. 100%. But if... If Aaron Judge hit 55 home runs, we'd be having a different discussion right I, now. I think you're right. So. Uh, the Astros, six Astros players got uh, got MVP votes. For good reason. That's, that's the that's most. World event. Series team right yeah. there. Yeah, so uh, what we had here, let's see, had uh, the highest finishers, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, finishing third and fifth respectively. Uh, Verlander, Justin do you Verlander. Think, um, do you think if Jordan had a better World Series, he would have had more consideration? Or a better playoff? I know he had, Slightly he had, more, so he had a decent playoffs. But besides, you know, those hits in the first couple games of the division round, he didn't really do much else. I think yeah, I think it would have slightly more consideration. Okay. But when you've got what Aaron Judge did, when you've got what Paul Goldschmidt did, you know, coming within a hair of the triple crown. Sure. I, in I saying just, that, yeah. it would not surprise me in the next couple of years if he wins one or two. Well, he's got shades of David Ortiz in him, no doubt, and, and he looks like him at the plate sometimes. So uh, he looks yeah. battle tested. Yeah. He looks like he can be in this league a long time. Yeah. Uh, so Verlander was 10th, uh, and then uh, let's see, he had uh, Kyle Tucker, Alex Bregman, Framer Valdez. Uh, they all were uh, named as well. Don't skip on my guy. Who? Number seven. Well, I was talking Julio about, Rodriguez. I was talking about Astros players. I know. I know. Julio. But you finished your Astros line uh, list, so I wanted to bring my guy in. Well, then you know. Okay, well, there you go. Julio. <laughs> Julio, number seven. Thank you. Uh, and speaking of Justin Verlander, real quick, uh, apparently the Astros kind of know his, uh, his, his asking price now. Have you heard this? No. $130 million is what he wants over three years. Okay, so... And, and uh, he'll be 40 when the season starts. That's very comparable to someone else last offseason. Max got, Scherzer. Max Scherzer, yes. Yeah. Got, got that with the Mets. Yeah. That makes... I mean, yeah. But Scherzer ain't quite as old. Scherzer didn't just have a Cy Young uh, World Series season, so sorry, not sorry, plus, Scherzer. Plus, you got uh, you got a pretty... Uh, also, Scherzer was out most of the elbow. Yeah. Uh, you know, with that Tommy John surgery. Yeah. I, it sounds to me like Jim Crane's willing to pay, so we'll see. But uh, Look, he, he may not even last that whole contract, and that's okay. Yeah. You give him what he wants right now, he may not last after next season. Yeah. And contract's void after that, so it doesn't matter. So you paid him probably, what, $30 million? Yeah. Probably. Something like that? Something like that. Yeah. I think he deserves 30 plus. Stick around. God, I hate saying that. I want 30 plus. <laughs> you and me both, my friend. <laughs> uh, stick away. We got more on the way here on the bullpen. We're going to head over to the gridiron, uh, win, a, win a ball game, get arrested for DWI. Bummer. We'll tell you more about that on the way. 512 Don't do that. You're in the NFL. You have all the resources in front of you. That's right. My God. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. We'll be right back. 
This is The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. And welcome back to The Bullpen. It's Friday. It is Friday, thank God. What do, you call, what do you call Friday? I call you just it, call it Friday? It, it is the one and only day of the You don't have I a nickname? Name. No, it's, okay. it's uh, well, no, Friday and Saturday. I got to tell you. I call Sunday pre-Monday. I call Monday, Monday, and then Tuesday's Monday Junior and so on and so forth. This week goes by really fast now. Well, you know, it's, yeah, time goes by fast when you're working your fingers to the bone. That's true. 30 people's jobs. That's true. <laughs> With one person. Maybe two. Maybe. Yeah, yeah so uh, we've uh, had some good conversations already today uh, out of M- Major League Baseball. If you want to weigh in on anything, we chatted about Pete Rose. The Thank MVP. you, Sean, for calling in. Yeah, it was a great call, Appreciate Sean. you. Uh, 512-834-1027 is the number. Man, now- we just love hearing from the people who listen to our show. I well, really do. I really am curious. And I, I, I got to tell you, I always respect a good baseball call. Absolutely, I always will. I mean, Please. hence, I mean, we, obviously, we, we we make no bones about it. Brandon and I are, are just we're baseball dorks, no uh, doubt. And that's uh, a nice way to put yeah. it. Um, and so, love it, love it. Anytime you want to call baseball, hell yeah, uh, this is your place. We hell will, yeah, we anything. Will, Talk to us about you anything. Away. You got love life uh, advice needed? I got you. Yeah, as long as you slip in some baseball talk. Let me tell you, I know every. I have I have seen every single way a breakup can happen. I'm here for you. Bring it, bring it. Were you Dr. Drew over there? Maybe. I know. I'm Dr. Brandon. When I was a kid. Non, not a kid. Non-DDS. When I was like 18, 19. Did, uh, did you know that Loveline, uh, the, it, was, it was a completely different line. It was Dr. Judy and Jagger. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that, actually. Yeah. And then, and then I, I did Drew listen. And Corolla yeah, took over I, later. I thoughtly enjoyed listening to that at night. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it was very good. It was, yeah, it, was, it was interesting. Heard some weird things. It was a lot of fun, <laughs> that show. And then, it, and then it got a little too weird. A little too mainstream. A little too goofy. Yeah, at a certain point, it got. I mean, the problem was that it was the same. They and that and that's no fault to them. That's their show, but it got kind of stale after a while. It was really just this. I don't know who their phone screener was. I'm not trying to blame them because they probably had a direction they needed to go. But it like was stale, a, man. It, it was just the same stuff all the time. On a show like that, you know, you got a, a guy screening calls. He's like, "Oh my god, the phone won't stop." Yeah, and he's and it's late. Enough. They yeah, probably you can have on, like sure. thirty lines, and then they have to do. You know, they oh god. Hearing like, all those people's stories and it, they have to decide if it was good enough to go on air or not. Let me tell you, as a phone screener myself in the past, people do not like when you uh, don't let them on. Exactly. Yeah, I found that over the years myself. I've done a lot of call stories. Screening. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll hold that for. Another, they'll let you know. And they'll, I'll they'll hold call those for <laughs> off-air purposes. <laughs> they'll but, call you back. They'll call and complain to program directors. They love you. They'll do that. I mean, you see, yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. Uh, so the Titans. Celebrating a, a win last night. I called that one, by the way. Good for you, man. I had faith in, my, in my former Houston Oilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I will never... I really thought that the Green Bay had momentum, but man, that was just... A, that really was just an emotional game. Look, if you ever... Because if, Green Bay looked exactly like they did before the Cowboys game. If you Awful. ever have thought this season that Aaron Rodgers has, has decided, you know what, I care... Um, he doesn't. It's, no. it's abundantly clear. This guy, he, he's, he looks like he's about to get benched. If his last name weren't Rodgers, I think he probably would have been at this there point. There would be a love at, at starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan so I, Love. After the game, early this morning, actually, uh, Titans uh, offensive coordinator Todd Downing charged with driving under the influence and speeding. That's according to the Tennessee Highway Patrol. Got a little too excited there over that Rodgers. A little bit. Went over Rodgers. Uh, nah, the, man, I'm fine. 
You want to be like Brad? Don't be like Brad, all right? Yeah, don't be Brad's like Brad. buzzed and knows when to call for a ride. That's right. You have all the resources to have anyone drive you home. What do they say in the campaign? Buzz driving is drunk driving. Call NHTSA. Wait, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> the ad council. Call the ad council. I don't know. No, but Downing went through the intake process. Stupid it was 436 Brad. this Woo! morning. By 645, uh, he'd gotten po- uh, bailed out, returned to Nashville this morning after that 2717 went over Green Bay. Uh, so the Titans say in a statement, we're aware of the reports regarding Todd Downing. We're in the process of gathering additional information. What, what information do you need? The guy, the guy got pulled over for drunk driving. He made a mistake. There you go. I mean, he put a lot of people in danger. He's going to get in trouble for it. Yeah, so what, what additional I, information yeah, what do, you do you need? How, much, just how, how much and why? How did he do this? How did this happen? Oh, was it the alcohol we were distributing in the locker room because of our win? How's your home life, Todd? Whoops. Yeah, who cares? Oh, yeah. Shut up. Um, Listen, Downing's offense had really the best showing of the season last night. 408 total yards. They looked fantastic. Well, no wonder he was trying. That's what I'm saying, God. man. He was, he was cheering. Hell yeah. Uh, so the Titans rolled over the Packers 27-17. They're now 7-3 and on the year. Um, My dumbass started the Packers defense last night thinking they were actually going to be all right. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> well, you know, they overcome that 14-point deficit on Sunday. I know. So, you know, you kind of thought, all right, maybe they're turning a corner here. Maybe Rodgers finally found that spark he needed. He uh, knocked the fuzz out of his head, mm-hmm. and he's ready to go. Keep the defense off the field and let them make some plays when they get back on. Not, yeah. Didn't T- happen. Titans dominated start to finish yeah. in that victory. Sure did. Uh, so Green Bay now falls to 4-7. and seven. Uh, Packers end a five-game losing streak with the Cowboys only to lose once again last night. I really got to respect the Titans more. more. I really have not respected them enough. I Said that I really did not think Tannehill would really be is really that guy, but maybe he had I don't know maybe he was hurt in the beginning of the season. I don't know what happened, but since he's come back after Malik Willis played, I was that two weeks ago or something. He's actually been pretty good. And Derrick Henry, please, Derrick Henry can't stop him. You know he is now. He's the first uh, first rusher a thousand yards this year. That's crazy. And he had a touchdown pass. Week nine, week ten, week ten, week ten, week ten. Yeah, or is it eleven? No, it's week 10. Yeah. No, we're going into week 11. We're going into yeah, week 11. That's right. Yes, yes. Uh, we so know math. Titans outgained the pack 408 to 271 in, in uh, total yards. Henry had 87 yards on the ground on uh, 28 carries, scored on a four-yard run, two passes for 45, uh, completed both passes he attempted, including a three-yard pass to, uh, to uh, Austin Hooper. So this was, it was a pretty exciting uh, game for him, exciting game for the Titans. Not so exciting, though, for uh, Packers coach Matt LaFleur, who uh, – <laughs> Not feeling well. Uh, a little dejected. Yeah, I mean, they they whipped us pr- in pretty much every phase. And, you know, well, like I told the guys, obviously we're, we're disappointed. Give them credit. Um, you know, we just didn't, didn't compliment each other uh, good enough. And it's obviously extremely disappointing, uh, especially coming off a few days ago. And then to come back and play like that is extremely disappointing. He says he doesn't have the words to describe how frustrated he is with the season so far. Uh, he who, sounds very who dejected. Could blame him? Who could blame him? Um, yeah, this is not what he signed up for when he signed on to an Aaron Rodgers football, football team. So Aaron Rodgers now has 16 consecutive games with less than 300 yards passing. Really? Now I want to... I wanna, that's a, that's a, was a full season. 300 yards? Well, you said 16 games? He's, he has 16 consecutive... Oh, I see what you Yeah, 16 consecutive games. Yeah, that's a full season, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I want to put this into a perspective because I've also made no bones about how I feel about wow. Davis Mills over there in Houston. Yeah, He sucks, yeah. all right? Um, Fighting words. 
<laughs> Great quarterbacks, as we know, they, they don't go very long without 300-yard games. Yeah. you got Mahomes, Josh Allen. They've had eight 300-yard games so far since Rodgers had his last one. Bad quarterbacks usually don't go this long. <laughs> Davis Mills has had three 300-yard games since Rodgers had his last 300-yard game. Carson Wentz has had three. Joe Flacco, two. Josh Johnson, P.J. Walker, Zach Wilson, all 300-yard games before Rodgers has had the last one, or since. Yeah, tough times in Green Bay. Tough times. He also doesn't really have anyone to throw to. Christian Walker's uh, all of a sudden coming out of nowhere, but that's only been within the good. last couple weeks. He looked okay. Yeah, and before that, you know, Randall Cobb was out a long t- uh, for what six weeks or something like mm-hmm. that. He's been out a while. He came back last night, but you know he needs some time to get back into football strength again. So <laughs> that's not his fault, though. That's on his team for not in the front office for not putting the, a good enough team around him. Yeah, yeah. If he's got no one to throw to, then there's then yeah, the stats don't lie. He uh, uh, basically they've they've rendered anything that they may have done great against the Cowboys completely moot. Yep, and meaningless. It's gone. And Rodgers knows it, and and really couldn't even explain exactly why he didn't look like Aaron Rodgers and hasn't for quite some time. I can tell you point to one thing. Uh, I'm not going to make excuses about my thumb. It's been the same since New York. Um, I don't know. I got to go back and look at it. I felt like fundamentally I was you know in a good spot. Um, but just didn't have the same type of uh, consistent grip and and ball coming out the same way. I threw a lot of kind of wobblers tonight, so um, there was some wind, but uh, just missed a few throws I should have had. I mean, definitely the one to Sammy and and the one to Allen for sure. And you talk about another Packer who sounds dejected. There you go. They're not happy there in Green Bay right now. Ah. I, and why would you be? I don't see Aaron Rodgers last, lasting uh, after this season. Look, I by think all he's indications, done. Aaron Rodgers really is, is tired of playing football. And I don't blame him. He's got the money. He's got the credentials. What thirty eight? He's gonna be in. He's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Like mm-hmm. you're good, man. Go to Montana. Yeah. Go hang out. Go play golf. Yeah. Uh, so as we mentioned, Derrick Henry now the, uh, the the first in the NFL uh, with a thousand yards this year, and he threw that that. Uh, Touchdown to boot as well. Uh, 1,010 yards in the season. How about that? Uh, so far. Uh, rushed for his 10th touchdown, fifth player in NFL history to rush for 10 or more touchdowns in five straight seasons. And he had that three-yard touchdown pass to Austin Hooper, third of his career. And uh, Derrick Henry was kind of giddy about it at, when asked about it after the game. Uh, oh, wait, hang on a second. Pardon me here. Te- operator error. Pardon <laughs> me. Here we go. Felt great, man. Um, uh, I got two of them now, so uh, that's three? I thought I was two. Damn. Um, no, I call myself a young Peyton Manning, so it felt good. And uh, I was happy uh, Hoop caught it and we were okay. able to score. Oh, okay. that play is I'm like, damn, I got to make it. Now, I, I don't make it. I don't know what my favorite part is. Uh, the fact that he calls himself a young Peyton Manning or the fact that he didn't know he actually had three touchdown passes and not two. He's like, what? Well, I got three? Well, I didn't know. Signs of a guy having fun playing football. I like Derrick Henry. He's yeah, fun he's to watch. A he's guy. a cool dude. Yeah. So let's go over the phones. Florida man Kyle joining us on this Friday afternoon in the bullpen. How you doing, Kyle? Is it because I'm not answering your nine text messages, Florida <laughs> man Kyle? Uh, that that may be a factor. But I'm not, I'm not gonna... <laughs> What's going on, buddy? The phone's blowing up over here, setting things on fire. <laughs> but no, I want to say first of all, great show as always. Sorry, my um my voice a little am about nine yags deep. Too many uh, bedlam comments. Friday. Too many bedlam calls yeah. last night. Uh, a couple of bedlam calls, but no, I <laughs> want to say just just it, y- y'all talk about baseball. 
was one of my favorite things I wanted to talk about. So my opinion is this. The, the whole Pete Rose thing. If your all-time leader in fill-in-the-blank is not in your Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. your Hall of Fame is a joke. It's whack. I couldn't have said it better myself, Kyle. Amen. No, just, just, just pretend there's a scenario. Let's pretend that it's discovered 10 years from now that Tom Brady's doing whatever, perform, or air, pick, pick your quarterback. Doesn't matter. I'm not, again, not saying any of them are. I'm saying just hypothetically, picture a scenario where someone says, oh, well, John Elway, Tom Brady, Eric, pick your all-time leader in anything, was doing X. I cannot imagine anyone in a consensus saying, leave them out. But because Pete Rose bet on baseball, which, by the way, other people were too. You're right. He wasn't the only guy. It wasn't it wasn't just the same thing with the steroids. Everyone was. It was the seventies. My mother had me in the seventies. There were a lot of gambles. My mother gambled <laughs> on the prophylactic. It didn't work out, or it kind of did. It worked. No, I know. Whatever. But anyway, but th- that's my point here. Is if your all-time leader in anything, fill in the blank, is not in your Hall of Fame, your Hall of Fame is a joke. Just my opinion. Want to hear y'all chew on that? Love y'all so much. Love y'all. Bye, love. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Kyle. You're we appreciate it. Love you, man. Uh, I mean, he's, you know, look, he's not wrong. When you got 4,256 hits yep. and nobody has even sniffed anywhere close to that, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he's, he's right. He it, nailed it. It's a flawed Hall of Fame, an incomplete Hall of Fame. And if you start letting in asterisks, then it's going to look even worse, I think. You know, within the steroid era, if guys mm-hmm. like that start getting in, mm-hmm. uh, but but Pete doesn't. And like I tell you, I think I'm, they will get I'm in. Telling one day. you, I think they'll get in with the exemption Pete, years and years and years from now. Pete's going to get in. Yeah, he will, and he's going to be gone. That's when he's going to get in. Oh, I, I, that's my big fear. Yeah. He's not going to live long enough to see what he rightfully deserves. Maybe the who knows? Maybe the news today where Rob Manfred said, "Yes, you can be allowed. You are allowed in the Hall of Fame. That's not my call." Let the writers decide. Now, well, here's hoping because yeah. I mean, certainly that's his that's his last bastion of hope. Yeah, uh, to be tied to anything historic. But I have yet to see one single baseball writer say, "Oop, well, got to get him in now." I've not heard We're anybody good. other than Manfred. Yeah, I've not it. heard anybody come out and respond to anything that. Uh, that Although was in they that letter. just went through the process, so that's probably why. Also, no one wants to talk about it because they just talked about it for four years, four months. Well, guess who likes talking about it? Me. We do. You. In the I, bullpen. Us. Kyle. Uh, so we got uh, we got more football talk on the way here. Commanders sued again. Sued again. Um. Deshaun Watson gearing up for his... Uh, Did you also see that Congress is not going to uh, yeah. go after Dan Snyder yeah. anymore? Kentucky Congressman James Comer said yeah. the issue is done. 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 Yikes. Uh, and conspiracy theories abound surrounding this move because of that six feet of snow that's moved the uh, the, the Bills-Browns game. Conspiracy theories as to why that may be. It's a because stupid one to Because it would be difficult to, to clean up that? No, it's the most ridiculous clean argument. Clean that up. And we'll have that and more. A little Longhorn Big 12 talk on the way as well. 512-834-1027. We'll be right back. The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Uh, welcome back to the final segment of The Bullpen on this Friday afternoon. Dude, we need two hours. Maybe one day. Well, 
I just know that it's uh, this this hour goes by way too fast. It really does. I got so many things that I want to get to. You got so many things you want to get to, and uh, we're just uh, <laughs> we do what we can with the time allotted to us. That's Fourteen, no, and we appreciate everyone away who from listens. Fine bomb already. And if they feel like we deserve to another hour, you know. Yeah. We'll take it. Let somebody know. We will take it. The District of Columbia's Attorney General has filed a second lawsuit against the Washington Commanders, alleging the team has cheated its residents out of hundreds of thousands of dollars in unreturned security deposits for season ticket holders. Yes. When do things stop? When is it going to stop? When is the Dan Snyder train going to derail finally? This is all him. I don't know, man, because we, we... Wow, I can talk. Did we not just say before break that Congress does not have any interest in going after Dan Snyder anymore? Yeah. So now what? Yeah. You got to wonder what pictures Dan Snyder, who Dan Snyder has pictures of there in Congress. Apparently a lot. A lot of guys. Uh, D.C. Attorney General Carl Racine says in a statement, the commander's executives engaged in, quote, egregious mismanagement of illegal conduct. The latest suit alleges the team held on to potential refunds uh, for season ticket holders whose contracts with the team had expired. Mm. Claims it still holds nearly uh, 200k in unreturned security deposits, according I mean, to. That's, sta- not, that's not that much money for but get, Dan but get this though. According to a statement from the Commanders, the franchise hasn't accepted security deposits on premium tickets for more than 20 years, and they haven't taken deposits for suites in more than 10. They said they uh, they started returning all deposits in 2004. Ten years later, uh, as part of a comprehensive review, they were instructed Ten to send notices later. to more than 1,400 customers who who held deposits. Oh my. And team management was instructed to return all security deposits requested. Just the latest in a, in a long string of legal nonsense coming out there from Washington. It's not like he doesn't have the money. That is not a lot of money to him. I just boggles my mind. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Just the the sheer lack of self awareness with you and what you're doing to your fan base is just it blows my mind. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so the Texans are going to be taking on the Browns this weekend. I mean, not the Browns, the Commanders. Like, this week, not, yeah, sorry. that's next yeah, week, right? The Commanders yeah. this weekend, yeah. And, uh, we'll be talking about that a lot so, more. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, I mean, gosh, I, I, I see the Commanders going 6-5 and five now. I mean, I mean they look pretty good. They're up against Taylor the Heineke looks pretty good, too. football. Yeah. And I just hate that they're in Houston because I love that town. Yeah. And I want to love the Houston Texans, but... They've never given me a reason I've to. I've only been to Houston twice, and one was just driving through to Nolens. Telling you, they got some of the best restaurants in the state. There. One day, one Absolute day, I'll get best. Back Went to an Astros game. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, just a quick update on him as he's preparing to, to return. Uh, his first game will be there at NRG Stadium in Houston. Uh, I really hope it's sold out that game. Uh, according to uh, people in the know with with the team and uh, some some people who have been witnessing, he apparently looks real sharp. They say he didn't really. He hadn't really lost a step yet, um, as he as he's been out there practicing. Well, that's so. a stern contradiction to how he looked in the preseason. So, yeah. well, I guess we'll see, because well, maybe he maybe his mind was just on a couple other things at that time, and <laughs> as he was still facing a bunch of masseuse allegations. Ooh, my God, dude can't keep his pants up. Oh my, when necessary. Uh, so, <laughs> as you may have heard, the Bills' uh, home game against the the Browns being relocated to Detroit due to that winter storm seems legit. Six feet of freaking snow. Yeah, winter lake fe- lake effect snow. Yeah, this is some serious deal. So, there are some c- conspiracy. Th- well, one main one out there from Browns fans. Mm-hmm. Browns. Some Browns fans are apparently uh, convinced that uh, playing in the snow benefits the Browns and their run heavy defense, and thus the NFL decided to quote help Buffalo into two-game losing streak by moving the game to a dome where they say quarterback Josh Allen is going to operate his, his offense more effectively mm-hmm. and more efficiently. Now, first and foremost, <laughs> have we not, did we not just say there's six feet of snow 
in yeah. Buffalo. That's what it does in Buffalo, guys. It snows there. Also, Josh Allen played in Wyoming. You think he didn't play in snow before? Yeah. Guy knows what he's doing. And so first, and, and, and above all else, and then I'll let you go, it's just a stupid, stupid, whiny conspiracy yeah. theory. And I can't believe that people people put this out not even like jokingly. Mm-hmm. They actually put this out like the NFL's colluding with the Bills. Well, nothing surprised me. Nothing surprises me after the last few years I've Clowns. seen from uh, this country and this world. Um uh, a, a little uh, factoid that I that I heard today on the news when I was watching the news because they were uh, discussing the Buffalo thing. Uh, first of all, they called it life threatening storm. Right. So that's public one thing right there. Thing. It's yeah. a public safety thing. Uh, a little stacked or a factoid that I saw on the news was if you put five feet of snow on a roof of a twelve hundred square foot house, that is twenty five thousand pounds of extra pressure put on the roof of that house. And all now, comes crashing down. You're expected to then not. We're not talking about a roof. We're talking about an open field stadium, right, correct? Right. Five feet of snow, twenty five thousand pounds of snow packed right in front of you that you have to clean up in time and keep clean and keep off and keep melted for two days. And the snow is going to not stop. Correct? It's going for the next two days. That's correct? what I hear. So if that's a continuous thing. You're expected to keep that clean and off and good and keep that field ready and good to go. It's not possible. What about the roads? People getting there in the first place. There was that problem. Look, I I I don't know. I don't. I can't even talk. It, so they're going. It's triggering to talk about snowing roads right now here. So uh, yeah, PTSD from your Washington bit. days. Although no, no, I'm talking about what we dealt with the here the last. Oh here, yeah. We didn't have a snowplow. We Texans were over it. Oh, look, thankfully I had we're a Subaru. It. I got through it, and I never missed a day at work. But I'm just saying. I ran out of gas working from home. That was my only option. I, I was sending in news stories as, as long as I could, and then I ran out of gas. I had no way to charge my stuff. And, that was it. and so I uh, would have been the most epic winner of all time, though, uh, in my lifetime, I should say, had we been able to warm ourselves. I've been through you some know. winters, but, yeah, that was uh, these, these winters in Texas have been the most insane I've ever been, in, been through. Oh. It's by the time. Listen, if it's worth doing, but it's worth doing right. In saying that, I absolutely love this state. God, not bad. Texas. Not bad. Man. Except for these oppressive summers. I've never gotten used to those in more than four decades on this earth. Better than uh, dealing with 60 to 70 degree rainy sometime. You know, it snowed in June once in, mm-hmm. in Washington. Not a fun time. It snowed in Cheney in uh, late May when I was there, when I was going to college. You know, I said June, right? June. I know. We called it January. Oh, yeah. You, Hated it's it. Your it's second, your second winter. Six inches of snow in a weekend in June. First weekend in June. It's not okay. That was my first step towards coming to Texas. You sound like my buddy Henry, uh, that, Hi, uh, Henry. That, from up there in the, the west side of the state as well. He came down here. He loved the heat and couldn't stand any time it got anywhere close to like 50s. Dude was miserable. I mean, it's a different 50 degrees talking about down here compared to up there. That's all I'm going to say. It's more tolerable down here, though. You go over to Houston, you'll find a, 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 the humidity is probably more along the lines of what you're thinking compared to where you come from. Well, maybe I'll go to Houston, all right? Give me a comrade. I'm out of here. Over See there. ya. Just watch out for the uh, six-foot roaches they got over there. Big flying sure. machines. I'll, get around. I'll keep an eye out for those. Don't worry. <laughs> if I see a bat bug flying in front of me, I'll know I'm in trouble. So the uh, Dallas Cowboys are looking to reverse or, well, not. They're, they're looking to hopefully not lose two in a row as they head to the uh, Minnesota mm-hmm. to take on the 8-1 Vikings who look pretty damn good. They look really good. I mean, they got a little lucky. I'll, I'll give them that, but they still won when the game was over. Yeah. So. 
so uh, Mike McCarthy was uh, on 105.3 The Fan up there in Dallas kind of talking about how this Viking team looks a little bit different uh, from previous teams they've played in the past. Well, I mean, you know, remember, I mean, they're, they're well, well coordinated in the past there, you know, with Gary Kubiak and, and, you know, Mike Zimmer. So you see a lot of carryover that, you know, that way as far as defenses, a lot, a lot of experience. This is probably one of the most experienced defenses that will play. They play high discipline, a lot of vision. You can see that, you know, in their takeaways. So they do a great job of, you know, matching your routes and, and, and jumping your concepts. You know, offensively, it's it's a little bit more like the Rams. You can see Kevin is leaning more that way as far as what he's running. But, you know, they, they've always been, you know, they were the same way under Gary with the outside zone. So, you know, there's definitely carryover there. Uh, Delvin Cooks obviously makes that thing go. But um, I really like their perimeter group. I think it's a it's an excellent group uh, all the way through. And uh, Justin Jefferson's playing at a tremendously high high level. And, you know, carry, you carry it over to special teams because of the experience, you know, they have on defense. They, they, they do have some and, – and, and they've always been built that way up there personnel-wise. So they, they've always had a good teams unit because of, you know, the emphasis they put on the team. So this, this, is, uh, this is a good football team. Playing well, they're playing good complementary football, which you know we we feel has been this, you know strength for us most of the year too. So I think it's going to be an excellent, excellent game. We'll see. In case you wanted to know what Mike McCarthy sounded like at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, there he you actually go. sounds better on the phone. He's got the uh, I'm not, I just, voice. He's got that. This yeah. is much more tolerable. Got the tough guy voice yeah, on the phone. Tough guy. Uh, so <laughs> Dallas has got the best, uh, the NFL's best pass rush, pass rush, but it's run defense fourth worst in the league. They're giving up 143.1 rushing yards. That's very surprising. Uh, not been able to utilize it, and teams have started to take notice. They've started to uh, probably blitzing too exploit much. Exploit that. Yeah. And uh, I, I think we're going to see quite a bit of the ground game. I mean, they've, they reached a breaking point in the past two games uh, with the, the Packers and the Bears mm-hmm. combined 447 rushing yards in the two. Give credit to Aaron Jones. He's still really good for the Packers. Like, oh, sure. Give him credit. Sure. But yeah, now you got Dalvin Cook coming right in front of you. So, so who do you coming who do you, right to your face. Who do you like in this game? Uh, I really... It's gotta, I, I really got to go with the Vikings Me on too. this one. I'm not going to lie. Me they, too. They're just... They're, they're, at this point in the season, they look like the better team right now. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean that Dallas can't win. Which they definitely can. They're still a good team as well. Absolutely. But this is going to be a. I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun game. I'm this taking gonna, the Vikings. It's going to be probably a high scoring game. Defense may not be much of a factor in this game. I think they're going to run a lot. I a think lot they are going the to Cowboys. run a lot. And you know what? The Cowboys should too with Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Zeke may be coming back. We're still not sure. We thought that last week, but he didn't. But. When you got a two-headed monster like that, you got to exploit it. Yeah, although Micah I mean, Parsons, still good. Micah Parsons says uh, they're they're not going to be not going to be giving up nearly nearly what they did before. Uh, not going to be giving up the loss. You know that prove it. Pretty angry over that fourth quarter. Sure, I mean, they were 15 minutes away from winning. And prove it. Blew it. So, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, quick story out of the NFL, and then we'll head over to the NCAA. Uh, this got a local angle here. A story that actually is out of KXAN here. Uh, oh. uh, NFL player has chosen Austin Pets Alive as his charity of choice for the league's My Cause, My Cleats campaign. Okay. Miami Dolphins tied in Durham Smythe, uh, who actually lives here in Austin. There you go. Uh, so uh, he's partnering up with uh, Austin Pets Alive for the campaign. And uh, he says, you know, he thinks animal shelters part of the part of an underrepresented group, and he wants to raise awareness for all the good things APA does. Look, I couldn't agree more. Dogs are my preferred company. Sure, will always will be. A dog has never ever betrayed me, and uh, so I, I think it's a great cause. Yeah. Great cause. Uh, he was there at APA yesterday, met with volunteers and pets, um, and uh, 
He's going to have a custom pair of cleats with their with the APA logo on them. Nice. And then uh, players also have the option to donate these cleats to, to the NFL option with proceeds going to causes selected by players. So Word up. Love very, it. very cool. Look, that's where I got my Queen Sherry. Got her from uh, APA as well. And, yeah. And... God, one of the best cats I've ever had. So hard to go in a place like that. I wish yeah. I had the the schedule to have a dog, but unfortunately I don't. But I also have, I, I thoroughly enjoy Lucy, my girlfriend's pit bull. She is like the greatest dog ever. Yeah, you Can get, I just say pit bulls are probably some of the greatest dogs I've ever been around in my listen, life. Listen, you don't have to convince me, I've man. been around, I've lived with four, and all four of them were the best. One was a three-legged guy. He was the best. I miss him. Was his name Tripod? Oh, so. Also, also the band. like gold. Well, he you know he wasn't born with three well, legs. He got hit. Man. Unfortunately, got hit by a car. But this beast of an animal dragged itself a few miles back home on three legs and got home. And they got they got all taken care of. Well, good. Two days after he had his surgery, he was going upstairs. Trooper, dude man. is a beast. Dude's a trooper. Love those dogs. Uh, so uh, we've got we got a lot of college football up tomorrow. Lee Corso making his return, by the way, to uh, ESPN College Game Why Day. was he gone? He was just health issues. Okay. He's 83. Yeah. and uh, A lot of travel. So uh, it's, and it's the second time, though, he's been out. So he's making his return. Good. In case you, happy, uh, happy. In case you want to make a trip that. all the way up to Montana to see him tomorrow. You know, I'm good, but I will probably be up in the morning watching it on TV in the comfort of my home. This is an FCS rivalry game between Montana and Montana State, and I'm not sure anybody outside of Montana cares. Do it's, you? Yeah, it's a fun game. It's we. Not. I mean, but they it's always not. aired it where I where I'm I from. You know, know, we're what? a state away from two states away from them. So, Texas and I'm Kansas. Sure, I got that right. Texas and Kansas. Who do you like here? Texas, baby. Yeah. Hook them. They 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 got a bad taste in their mouth. They have everything they need still right in front of them. All they have to do is just keep winning. This is not the same team it was in the beginning of the year. It's a different quarterback. Maybe we don't know, but potent, most likely their backup's going to be playing. They should not be scared of this team, not to mention the revenge factor. Yeah, what did I see? They're like a seven-point favorite here, nine-point favorite, something, something like, like that. that. I don't know. I, I I like Texas in this one, too, but I think they've both got a little fire in their guts to play for. I mean, you've got Kansas think, bowl eligible, last home game of the season, uh, you know, and then they've got rivalry game up against K-State next week. Mm-hmm. You've got to think that they're, they're going to want let it, to let it all go. Like yeah. it's the 15th round against Apollo Creed. You I know, just right, coming up here against the Longhorns. I just don't think they have the talent to match up against this Texas I'm squad. I don't either. They, I really don't think they do at all. And I don't either. Again, the re- revenge factor is a big. I think is a bigger thing than people think. Oh, I, yeah. Because they're motivated. They're going to be focused. They want to win this game. They do not want to lose back to back to Kansas. I know. No, thank you. No, sir. No way. Now, what about this TCU Baylor game up there in Waco? And you're going with TCU, aren't you? They're going, I can't, they're going I can't not go against TCU. Yeah. yeah, they're one of the best teams in the Big 12. I mean, Baylor's up there, but they're not as good as TCU. I think as long as Max Duggan uh, starts the game a little bit better than he did against the Longhorns. He went 0-6, and then his first completion set them back six yards. Uh, so, you know, maybe he gets himself set Look, a little bit more. If they can survive that at, in Texas, I'm sure they can survive that in Waco. Yeah. I'm, no offense to Waco. Love Waco. But. I'm, still, I'm still holding true to what I said, though. I, I, I like Texas this weekend. I am concerned about Baylor next weekend, and I still cannot verbalize why. I cannot tell you. I, that's my job to talk in a microphone. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I can't tell you why. I just it's a gut thing. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. Why. Either way, should be an exciting weekend. It will be. Should be a lot of fun watching these horns take on Kansas. Go for your get your seventh win. Get your eighth win next week. Get your ninth in the bowl. Feel a whole lot better about yourself. That's right. It's that easy.
That's about it for us today on the bullpen. Uh, by the way, Spain has overtaken the United States as the number one spot on FIBA's men's basketball rankings. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know what that means. You blew it. It means it means the USA is not top of the pack anymore is what it means. We're behind the Spaniards now. For basketball? Yeah, in, in uh, basketball, world basketball, yeah. Olympics. I still remember what when they would let pros play in the Olympics in the first year they did. We mopped the floor with the entire globe. Yeah, wasn't it uh, that Duke guy? Yeah. Yeah, Kristen Lee. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it for all. Feinbaum is up next, and we'll see you on Monday. See ya.